you'll be shocked. I've had people who've actually approached me to say, I've done this campaign. Um, my insights aren't showing good numbers. Mm -hmm. Is there any way to manipulate it? Ah, now, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> All of you, stop it right now. <laughs> and and these, these are our faves, by the way. These yeah. are really, they're wonderful individuals, mm. but they, the conversion isn't there. Um, there's this infamous story of the influencer who's only able to sell two t-shirts with two million followers, yeah. right? So these things happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Label lying with the podcast, teach you listen cause I got class Label lying with the impact, you be lying that's a real fact Come let me teach you a lesson, come let me teach you a lesson Label lying with the tweets, follow me back to my nest Welcome to the Lebo Lion Show, the biggest marketing and entrepreneurship podcast on the African continent. Guys, I am so excited to welcome you to season two, baby, of our vlogcast of the Lebo Lion Show. It's been a journey, hey? It's been a journey. We've been at this since 2018. 2018 and you guys have been with me through this entire journey putting us on the itunes top 100 charts before south african podcasts were even there you know so thank you for making me look good thank you for being with me on this journey and let's keep breaking boundaries being audacious and really trying to build the lives that we love today's guest is somebody who i'm really excited to introduce to you because she's really doing the things her cv okay is so impressive like it will make you feel like you haven't done anything with your life trust me but it will also motivate you and inspire you to know that women can actually do anything they put their minds to and they can take over the world if they want to and as you guys know on the label lion show we do not introduce the guest we ask them to introduce themselves but before we do that don't forget to show this page some love like subscribe share this with your friends and family let's get this conversation going this kind of content, the kind of information that we share with you here is invaluable and it helps you build a future that makes sense and that's vibrant and that puts African people on the map. So without further ado, let's talk to our guest, our first guest for season two of the Lebo Lion Show, Hetty. Welcome to the Live Line Show. Yay! I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy you are here. Thank you for honoring this invitation. And I've been wanting to speak to you for a very long time. Because I think the work you do is phenomenal. And the skills that you share are skills that somebody who wants to be a digital citizen and somebody who really wants to pioneer the future and harness the opportunities that are present in the future should know, you know, the skills that you share. So please, before we even go into that, please introduce yourself to our audience for people who might not know you or who kind of have heard of you, but they don't actually understand what you do. Please introduce yourself. All right, so my name is Hetty the Entrepreneur. I am a business and monetization guru. And in very simple terms, what that just means is that I make your business my business. I help you with your sales, your marketing, your personal brand to dominate in the online space, but most importantly, to monetize. That is a very key component of what I do. The sponsor of the episode is the global trading platform OctaFX. Use promo code LABEL100 to double your deposit. That's L-E-B-O 100 to double your deposit. Disclaimer, investing involves a level of risk. We do not recommend investing with our prior expertise. Beware of scammers who copy our content and name. Never send personal data or funds via messengers such as WhatsApp, Telegram and the like. Every year, there are more and more successful investors in the world. But it's worth noting that the share of women on this list is growing. Not only are we able to take care of our home and raise children, but also earn money to support our families. Open the world of financial achievements. Start trading with Okta FX. OctaFX is a global trading platform with 10 years of experience and more than 10 million trading accounts in 150 countries worldwide. 
Join the community of like-minded entrepreneurs in three steps. One, download OctaFX trading app. Two, create an account. Three, apply the promo code LEBEL100 and double your first deposit for more profitable trading. Are you new to trading? Watch OctaFX webinars to learn the basics and enjoy its live trading sessions to improve your strategy. Make trading a part of your lifestyle with OctaFX. Claim your 100% bonus for more profitable trading in the description. Some of the benefits of using OctaFX is 1. Low spread. Spread is the difference between the best selling price and the best buying price of a certain asset on the exchange. 2. You can trade without any volume-based fees and commissions. 3. You get fast deposits and withdrawals. And 4. You can now find OctaFX on iOS. The sponsor of this episode is the global trading platform OctaFX. Remember, investing involves a level of risk. We do not recommend investing without prior expertise. Beware of scammers who copy our content and name. Never send personal data or funds via messengers such as WhatsApp, Telegram and the like. Enjoy the podcast monetization one yeah. of my favorite words actually i was watching your stories on instagram a couple mm -hmm. of days ago you answered a question that sounded so peculiar to me and mm. i think people were asking you why do you talk about money so much and yeah. i thought to myself why wouldn't she talk about money so much you know? <laughs> but for those people who don't understand please explain to us what is monetization and why do you talk about it so much yeah so monetization in its real simplest form is the act of making money mm -hmm. the different ways in which you can make money from your products your services or activities that you do so often at times what i find is that they're people who've got great products and services mm -hmm. they're people who are great personal brands but their bank account is not reflective of that. And what I help them to do is to actually monetize their knowledge, their skills, their expertise within the online space so that they actually make money. That sounds too good to be true. Mm. Honestly, and I'm saying this from my experience as well as a coach sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> so I'm not a coach though. Not all the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, people say that's impossible. How do you make money online? That mm. doesn't make sense. And with a personal brand, like how mm. does that even work? How do people monetize their online content? So there are different ways to monetize within the online space. Mm. It really isn't just linear. Mm. So what most people will be familiar with would be perhaps the influencer space because that's really um, boomed up and a lot of people know about that. So, you know, through brand deals, etc. The types of individuals that I work with are more what I would classify as knowledgepreneurs. Mm. So these are individuals. Oh, <laughs> knowledgepreneur, I love yeah. it. So these are individuals that have got knowledge or expertise in a particular subject matter. Mm. They could be coaches, some of them are investors, others are personal brands. And we are taking who they are and what they are good at and helping them to monetize that. Mm. That can be in the form of digital products such as courses, masterclasses, um, ebooks, various types of digital products. Um, other ways can be through public speaking. Um, other ways are through audience conversion of their followers that they have on social media. So what is interesting to note is that there are so many different ways of actually monetizing online. And brand deals is just one component of it. But it's probably the one that is the most popular because you see all of your favorite people going in that particular route. But there's so many other ways as well. I love that you spoke about influencing, mm. right? Let's talk about that. Mm -hmm. I have a million views about influencer marketing mm -hmm. and influencers. I know you know this. Yeah. Uh, you've seen some of my lives. Yeah. But I don't think I've heard you speak about influencers and influencer marketing. Yeah. What is your perspective of the influencer landscape in South Africa? Do you think we're globally competitive? Do we compare 
to what's being done in the States and in the UK? Oh my goodness, I'm so afraid of rotten tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you can wash them off. You can wash them off. Um, the influencer landscape in South Africa is growing mm -hmm. um, and it is a valid form of marketing because you are able to leverage another individual's influence and the followership that they have. I definitely do think that there's room to grow. Mm -hmm. There's room to be a lot more dynamic, especially with the influencers themselves. I would love to see variation in terms of the value they bring to the table, but also the personality that they bring to the table. Mm. And I would also love to see more influencers really nurturing and harnessing their community. So instead of just being aspirational, why not be more relatable? Because I find that I actually buy more from people that I relate to. Mm -hmm. So increasing that no like trust factor, as opposed to being that thing on the top of a shelf that we can't reach mm. um, and I think that once we are able to do that their conversions will also actually increase why do you think so many brands are working with influencers if that's what we're seeing if it's mainly aspirational which means there isn't present conversion right because aspirational yeah. marketing is all about future gains it's yes. not about now yeah so why are so many brands in your opinion mm. investing so much in the future yeah. instead of literally current gains you know yeah. getting the sales now um getting people to buy into the brand now why mm. do you think they they're going in the aspirational route let me actually give you a completely different perspective level because mm. I have had corporates that have come to me as a result of trying influencer marketing mm. and having different sets of results. What we're often finding with these corporates is that they are wakening up to the fact that the number that is shown on a person's profile does not necessarily translate to sales. Mm -hmm. So often at times when a company approaches an influencer, it's with the view that they can convert their followership into sales or into brand loyalty for their particular company. And what a lot of them are realizing is that while a person may have a lot of followers, they may not necessarily have a lot of buyers. And so the demographic and the makeup of their audience is therefore important to kind of, you know, really hone into. So why are they going that route? Because it honestly is very trendy. When you look at marketing and advertising, it is a reflection of the times in which we live in. Mm -hmm. So if you go back in time to 1992, it will be reflective of the times then. When future generations look at advert advertisements from today, it'll be indicative of the type of world we look we're living in now. Mm -hmm. Influencer marketing within the South African landscape is still relatively quite new. And so as an organization, you're willing to try anything, at least once. Let's give it a shot and see how it goes. Mm. So it is definitely trending at the moment, but the test of time lies in longevity. And those influencers that have the ability to convert are those ones that are going to stand the test of time. I love what you said there. I mean, we preach this every single day. Yeah. Just because somebody has a lot of followers, it doesn't mean they have a lot of buyers. Yeah. Simply put, right? Yeah. And how do, and I know we're going heavily into this, it's my last question about influencer marketing, mm. but if there is a brand manager watching this podcast, because there are quite a few who, mm. you know, are part of the Label Lion community, mm. how would you tell them to start identifying the buyers mm. uh, within an influencer's community. How, do, how can I tell by looking at Michali's profile mm. whether she has a lot of buyers or she just has a lot of fans? Yeah. How can I tell as a marketer? Well, first of all, I think they need to examine their own relationship with influencer marketing and their own perception of influencers, right? Mm -hmm. So you've got different types of influencers. You've got micro, you've got your nano, and then you've obviously got your big ones. You want to actually dissect the actual individual that you want to work with. Are they a reflection of your brand identity? Mm -hmm. Then you also want to dissect the actual numbers of that particular influencer. So how many of those are organic followers? How many of those are bought followers? How many of those are bots? 
what is their engagement rate so if you have an individual who's got a hundred thousand followers but the engagement rate is 0.1 percent i would sooner go to a nano influencer who's got an engagement rate of 10 percent because what it tells me is that they have got a captive audience that are more easily convertible. Mm. And there are programs that are available to actually look into that granular detail. So it's important to treat it like a business. Um, you'll be shocked. I've had people who've actually approached me to say, I've done this campaign. Um, my insights aren't showing good numbers. Mm. Is there any way to manipulate it? Ah, now, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> All of you, stop it right now. <laughs> and and these, these are our faves, by the way. These yeah. are really, they're wonderful individuals, mm. but they, the conversion isn't there. Um, there's this infamous story of the influencer who's only able to sell two T-shirts with two million followers, yeah. right? So these things happen. So as from a corporate perspective, if you are looking to work with an influencer, you therefore need to have a very firm understanding of what is my end objective here mm. and how can I measure my results? Because comments and, and likes, we, we, they, they're vanity matrix. They yeah. make us feel good. It's all well and good. It has its place in society. But when it comes to actual business, we, we really need a proper return on investment. I mean, the gems the gems that Hetty's sharing um basically reiterating everything i believe in when yeah. we speak about influencer marketing because it does work this thing mm. is valuable you know and that's Absolutely. why so many people are becoming influencers because it does work but we have to use it properly yeah and if we don't the industry will die out yeah. because eventually corporates have to measure the yeah. success of the campaigns and they will be checking if it really does work and i think it's also quite interesting how we're so hard on influencer marketing, mm -hmm. but celebrity marketing still sustains its presence in yeah. all the strategies in corporate. And you have to ask yourself, does it really work? You know, mm. just because these people are on television and radio, do mm. they also convert? Mm. Or is it just a popularity thing where mm. because I have Trevor Noah, I look like a marketer who's doing their job, mm. you mm. know? So th that's so interesting. I love what you're saying about literally the difference between fans and buyers. And Absolutely. we should be working with the influencers who have buyers and not fans. Yes. Because that's what truly matters. I think a buyer is a fan who starts to trust you. Yes. Trust you so much that they're willing to do what you're asking them to do. Yes. And then they buy. They take their money. You know, they yes. give you more than just their attention. Absolutely. And that's invaluable. Absolutely. And let's trickle that down now to our small business owners, our entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. A lot of them think, I need to have a million followers to sell a product. Mm -hmm. Do they? Absolutely not. Tell us why. Absolutely not. So, first of all, it's not the number of followers that you have. Mm -hmm. It's the quality of followers. That, that, is, that is really and truly the long and the short of it. Mm. If I look at my own personal brand, I started monetizing with 700 followers. And the reason I was able to do that is because 90% of my followers were entrepreneurs. Mm. So even though my content wasn't going to a large number of people, it was going to the right people. Mm -hmm. And I see this with all of my clients as well. I've got clients that have got lots of followers, but we have to work on kind of repurposing their followership mm -hmm. because those are individuals that are not necessarily there for the right reasons yeah. for us to be able to monetize them. So it's not about the number number of followers it's about the quality of followers that you have does content affect uh, the quality of followers that I have as an entrepreneur absolutely it does so your content is the vehicle that is going to help you to get to your destination mm -hmm. right so you can be we can both be going to Cape Town you could be flying and I can be driving there we'll eventually reach there but you'll get there a lot sooner than I will yeah. because of the vehicle that you're using so as a as a business coach and a, and a monetization expert if all I am posting is what I had for breakfast <laughs> I'm not positioning myself as an expert I'm mm. not positioning myself as an authority in what I do therefore when I say attend my masterclass or buy my course or book a consultation you'll think for what all you showed us is your breakfast this morning mm. so you have to be very intentional about how you're putting yourself out there are you putting yourself out there to convert and to project what you are looking to get at the end of the day 
I love what you're saying and you use a golden word, mm. intentional. Yeah. Being intentional is everything. Mm. And on that note, mm. I want to know how you were intentional in becoming Hetty the Entrepreneur. Tell us about that. Oh my goodness. This is actually quite a personal story, so <laughs> brace yourself. Let me get my drink. <laughs> We're drinking in season two, guys. Yes. I drink alcohol brands. Hello. Come join our podcast. <laughs> Absolutely. So um, I've always been an entrepreneur and I've always been within the business space. Mm -hmm. And often at times people would approach me and say, hey, can you please mentor me? Can you please assist me? And where I would find nuggets of time, I would do that. But what happened during hard lockdown, and I think we all remember exactly where we were when we got that notice of 21 days, right? And I remember being at home and all of my retail stores were closed. I have a retail business. All of my retail stores were closed because of the regulations. And for the first time, I challenged myself to dream again. Hmm. And I just said to myself, what if, what if I could redo everything what would i want to do differently and i wrote three things down i said the first thing i'd want to do is i'd want to exist within the online space i want to be able to do a type of business that will allow me to travel so i can work from anywhere and the third thing i wrote down is i want to be able to earn in multiple currencies so i might be domiciled in johannesburg or pretoria but i want to be able to earn in rands and pounds and dollars any currency mm. those are the three things that i wrote down and then i said well if that's what i want to do i'm going to switch on my phone i'm going to go live and i'm going to speak about what i know and I remember the first time I went live, there were two people on there. I felt so silly. Like, <laughs> what am I doing? I'm going to look so silly. But I decided not to delete it because I understood that if I am consistent, this is going to be part of the case study of where she came from. And so I left it and I began to grow and share my knowledge. And from that time, I've literally been able to grow from a one-man show to developing an entire agency that services clients in their monetization. So for me, Hetty the Entrepreneur has really been born out of COVID giving me a second chance mm -hmm. to redesign my life with intention, with understanding everything that I want for my own life. And now I can honestly tell you, Level, that I'm literally living the life of my dreams because of the online space mm. and yes because of social media did you guys hear that i <laughs> i hope that you can rewind this and just listen to what hetty said you said some very powerful things the mm. fact that COVID gave you an, a second chance yeah. you know when so many people were disheartened you said yeah. how do i see this as an opportunity yes right because hetty the entrepreneur that's exactly yeah. what entrepreneurs do yeah and what we didn't go into in your story is the fact that you actually own yeah the largest african print yeah. retail clothing brand yes. if i'm correct yes please tell us about ph boutique i actually know ph boutique very well mm -hmm. i started following you guys quite a, a while ago on social yeah. media before yeah. i even knew it was owned by you and your partner yes please tell us about that so for me it, it's so interesting because all of my major business decisions have been rooted in a dream mm -hmm. so um, our boutique was born actually on honeymoon. Oh. So I was on honeymoon with my husband. And you know when you, you're just lying there and you're daydreaming. What is our future going to look like? What Katie is says this like we're all married. Like, you know, <laughs> we're married to our dream partners and we know that we're just chilling. You know, and, and we're just thinking, what's our life going to look like? Mm. And we looked at each other and like, we'd actually love to spend as much time together as possible. Mm. And at the time, both of us were in banking, both of us were in really great jobs, good paying jobs, everything is great. But of course, as you know, corporate takes so much of your time. Mm. And we realized in that moment that if we want both time and money freedom, we're going to have to do our own thing. Mm. And we're going to have to pave our own path. And that's where PH Boutique really actually came from. It came from that desire 
to want to design our own lives. Okay. And it started from the spare bedroom of our home, so beginning with what you have in the moment, and then it grew to retail stores across all the provinces within South Africa. And it, it has been such an amazing blessing to have that as a business. And it's so interesting because then Hetty, the entrepreneur, was also born mm. from a desire for more. And, and I honestly, you know, often at times, even when I, I'm, I'm liaising with clients and they start off with, I don't know what to monetize. I don't know where to begin. I always start with who are you and what is the deepest desire within yourself? Because if you have it within you, we can unearth it and monetize it. That's such an incredible story. I have like six different questions and they go in different <laughs> directions. So I'm trying to decide which one to go with. Let's start with this one because it's related to the honeymoon. Mm. What is the value, especially for black women, mm -hmm. in picking the right partner? I think so often in society they make it seem like the man chooses you, mm. but I think women also choose their partners. Yeah. So what is the value of choosing the right person to build a life with? Yeah, gosh, that is such an incredible question. And I think I find it to be so relevant because it's something I've been thinking about a lot lately in terms of the decisions that we make in a moment in time that has ripple effects throughout our life. and. The truth of the matter is it's actually us mm. that choose the man, right? So somebody goes down on their knees, perhaps, and they ask you a question. Now, a question is followed by an answer, mm -hmm. and you are the person that has the authority to give that answer. So you are actually making that decision as to whether or not this is the right person for me to do this life thing with. Choosing the right person um, to journey life with is such a make or break thing because that person can either support you to really blossom into the person that you were designed and ordained to be mm -hmm. or you can end up withering into a shadow of yourself mm -hmm. and it can go in either way depending on the decision that you make when somebody asks you if you would agree to marry them mm. and so i think that as women we need to remember that we hold power in our hands mm. in terms of the direction our lives can take and also equally it is important for us to remember that we can always change our mind mm. always yes yeah. guys isn't hetty phenomenal though like it just feels like you're getting a life master class <laughs> from Haiti because you're hitting on so many facets of our lives right mm. and i just love the idea that you are a living example of mm. it you're not just speaking it you've done it and yeah. you are doing it Absolutely. and that is incredibly powerful yeah. and you also spoke about how you started with what you have mm -hmm. I find that a lot of people these days, we've got a lot of entrepreneurship porn, mm. you know, in the sense that right now it's very cool to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. Should I just become an entrepreneur because I have the means or because it's cool or should it be because they, I am in discomfort, you know, I am experiencing something, I'm seeing something that I genuinely want to change. Mm. Why should people be becoming entrepreneurs, be becoming entrepreneurs? And do you agree with our government's kind of narrative of we need more entrepreneurs in the country will entrepreneurship fix the problems we have absolutely not <laughs> they certainly won't fix the problems and i mean i see no need for us to even pretend that they will mm -hmm. i think one thing that perhaps the government and perhaps society at large often gets wrong is mistaking being a business owner with being an entrepreneur right please repeat that yeah, so people mistake <laughs> being a business owner with being an entrepreneur. Mm. And this often happens within our continent. Mm. Because we've got the socioeconomic problems that we have of unemployment, joblessness, and all of these um, various other elements, people then open businesses as a necessity to put food on the table. Mm -hmm. So they are the equivalent of what subsistence farmers were back in the day. You are doing enough to put food on the table. Mm. Those people are what we call business owners. Mm. And often at times, those are me too businesses. Level's got a podcast. I, me too, I can have a podcast, <laughs> right? 
but you, you, you don't have Lebo's anointing and therefore yes. you don't get the results that Lebo has. Mm. An entrepreneur is an individual that provides solutions to problems. Mm. And entrepreneurs are the disruptors of society and they are the innovators of society. And those individuals are very different to business owners. And so often at times, the reason why you find business owners um, operating from a place of desperation and not being able to monetize is because the foundation is structurally broken and impaired. Mm. Whereas an entrepreneur is going in there with a deep desire to make change, disrupt and innovate. So that is how I know I'm an entrepreneur. Because that desire to build, curate, and orchestrate the life of my dreams comes from a place that is within, that is so pure mm. that I was willing to do whatever it takes to achieve it. But when the foundation is shaking, because of course, when you're running a business, there are all kinds of storms that come along the way. Then you'll be like, oh no, hairdressing is actually not that easy. Let me go and do makeup. Oh no, let me go and sell clothes. Why is that? Because you are just looking, you're operating from a place of desperation. And that is very different from entrepreneurship. I love that. You know, I genuinely believe, I agree with you, that entrepreneurship is a calling. Mm. Uh, so many people see what we do online and they think it's easy. Mm. Oh, Lebo's probably got a great life. Mm. So that's why things yeah. can work. And it's like, yeah. no, I started my podcast with my phone. Yeah. <laughs> people don't understand yeah. that. You know, yeah. I didn't just get here, which is yeah. very expensive, by the way. Mm -hmm. You know, it's literally, I started with my phone. Yeah. I happened to be in a different country. Yeah. And I was like, let me just do this thing. And I sat in my hotel room in Paris, mm -hmm. took my voice notes on my phone yeah. and I recorded a podcast yeah. and I published it, you yeah. know? So it's just, and it just, it just happened because there was something in me that said, do it now. Yes. I can't tell you what that is. I yeah. can't help you get that thing. Yeah. And you obviously can relate because of your journey and everything that you've experienced. So um, thank you for putting that out so clearly mm -hmm. for people to understand that entrepreneurship is a calling. Yeah. You know, if you want to start a business, that's fine. If you need it for survival, that's fine. Yes. But don't confuse it with entrepreneurship. Yes. The sponsor of the episode is the global trading platform OctaFX. Use promo code LEBO100 to double your deposit. That's L-E-B-O 100 to double your deposit. Disclaimer, investing involves a level of risk. We do not recommend investing with our prior expertise. Beware of scammers who copy our content and name. Never send personal data or funds via messengers such as WhatsApp, Telegram and the like. Every year, there are more and more successful investors in the world. But it's worth noting that the share of women on this list is growing. Not only are we able to take care of our home and raise children, but also earn money to support our families. Open the world of financial achievements. Start trading with Okta FX. OctaFX is a global trading platform with 10 years of experience and more than 10 million trading accounts in 150 countries worldwide. Join the community of like-minded entrepreneurs in three steps. One, download OctaFX trading app. Two, create an account. Three, apply the promo code LEBU100 and double your first deposit for more profitable trading. Are you new to trading? Watch OctaFX webinars to learn the basics and enjoy its live trading sessions to improve your strategy. Make trading a part of your lifestyle with OctaFX. Claim your 100% bonus for more profitable trading in the description. Some of the benefits of using OctaFX is one, low spreads, Spread is the difference between the best selling price and the best buying price of a certain asset on the exchange. Two, you can trade without any volume-based fees and commissions. Three, you get fast deposits and withdrawals. And four, you can now find OctaFX on iOS. The sponsor of this episode is the global trading platform OctaFX.
Remember, investing involves a level of risk. We do not recommend investing without prior expertise. Beware of scammers who copy our content and name. Never send personal data or funds via messengers such as WhatsApp, Telegram and the like. Enjoy the podcast. Hetty, you have spoken on some big stages Mm -hmm. and you've been vetted by some big names and big Mm. companies. Mm. How did you go from corporate? Because I feel that corporate can be so limiting Mm -hmm. and it can put you in this mindset where you think that it's the be all and end all. Mm. How did you shift from a corporate mindset to this entrepreneurial mindset Mm -hmm. that put you on TEDx stages, Mm. for example, Mm. Mail and Guardian top 200. How did that happen? To be 100% honest with you, Lebo, even sitting in corporate, I was heading up a department. I was at a, a, a merchant bank. Uh, I, was, I had teams reporting to me. So I'm not one of those people who were unhappy in their job. Mm. In fact, I loved what I did. The truth is, is that I knew that I was destined for more. Mm. And I knew that in order to attain more, I would have to design that for myself. Mm. And so my transition from corporate to entrepreneurship was very intentional. And I was quite risk averse at the time. So I'm not one of those people who said they stood up one day, they packed up their things (laughs) and then they just, no, that's not my story at all. I actually was reading books by Robert Kiyosaki. I was understanding the cash flow quadrant, all of those things. And what I did was I made the very difficult decision to live on 40% of my income. So I lived on 40% of my income and I took the 60% and invested it into my business Mm. every single month for a good two years until I could replace my corporate income, replace my medical aid, my pension and provident fund, Mm -hmm. so that I wouldn't necessarily have to downscale my lifestyle. And that's when I was able to make the transition. I had no weekends. My weekends, I was out there, I was grinding. I missed out on significant life moments of people that I love and that I cherish because I believed that if I did this correctly and if I pushed long enough, I would have the luxury of time to be there for them in moments where other people would be in the office. Mm. And that's exactly what I did. So I think it's important for us to be intentional. I get people who come to me and say, Hey, help me monetize. I hate my job. (laughs) That's not enough to monetize, I'm afraid. You really have to approach it with intentionality Mm. and understand that it's not a get-rich-quick scheme. There is work that is involved, but the rewards far outweigh the work. Was corporate beneficial in you succeeding in entrepreneurship? Did you learn certain things there that helped you become a better entrepreneur? Absolutely, I did. I have learned how to how to engage with other corporate individuals. Today, I have corporates as clients. Mm. I need to speak their lingo. I need to be able to speak in a manner that addresses their pain points. Mm. I need to understand the struggles that they have so that I can be a solution to their problems. So it has definitely helped me tremendously within my business journey. I love that so much. I think (laughs) part of what I've been doing for a long time is villainizing corporate just a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's because I'm also not coming from that space. So I'm literally looking at it from the the outside in Mm -hmm. and then giving my opinion about it. Mm -hmm. But I've also found that in my journey, even trying to hire people, the, the better quality hires generally come from corporate. Absolutely. Because they've just got that culture ingrained in them of yes. how to work, how to network, how yes. to do certain things. Yeah. Professionalism. Pro- professionalism. Oh, oh my God, that is so rare yeah. <laughs> in this country and I'm sure in other parts of the continent, but I'm not going to drag people because mm. people say I drag a lot. <laughs> so I'm not going to drag you guys. I'm just going to speak about what I know, which is South Africa. Mm. Um, professionalism. Mm. Let's talk about that just mm. very quickly. A lot of the time when I speak about it, people say, oh my gosh, you're so boring. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's because you're an older person, so Mm -hmm. you must Mm -hmm. think that. Mm -hmm. What is professionalism? Why is it important? 
professionalism is incredibly important mm -hmm. because that is what allows us to trust you when you have integrity meaning that what you say and what you do are aligned mm. that is how we're able to trust you so without it we are left with a niggling feeling that will make us go to the other individual that we mm. are considering because let's be real very few people are offering products and services that nobody else in the world is offering so that means that we have a buffet of options available mm. so if i have a choice between the professional person and the unprofessional person and both of your resumes look good then i will go the professional route and does building a relationship with let's say prospective clients mm -hmm. change the level of professionalism that you have to present with i think you actually have to be even more consistent mm -hmm. so i have got clients that i've been working with now for a couple of years now and i know them so well but i always understand who i am within the context of the relationship that we have mm -hmm. and i do not overstep overstep the boundaries and i think that's very very important to note because often at times over familiarity builds in mm -hmm. and then you don't provide the level of service that you did in the beginning and when that begins to happen they will keep the friendship but they'll take their business elsewhere mm. and how does having a personal brand tie into that dynamic and please just for anybody who's watching can you define what a personal brand is. Mm. Gosh, I absolutely love that. Personal branding for me is the perception that other people have of you and what they are able to say about you when you are not in the room. Mm -hmm. That is your personal brand. So it is about being able to nurture that perception that they have. Um, and personal branding is everything. Mm -hmm. For me, it has served me incredibly well. So I've, I've been doing different manifestations of late and I've been manifesting certain corporate clients. Mm. And one of the things that I've been saying is that they will find me exactly where I am. And they have, they've mm. been sliding into my DMs. But the reason that they <laughs> really? literally, literally, <laughs> so funny. yeah, I'll, I'll tell you all about my manifestation <laughs> exercises, but literally they have. And it's something that it, this isn't a strategy. This is manifestation. It's something completely different. Yeah. But they have done so because when they reached my page, they found what they were looking for. Mm. So when you walk out of the room, what do we say about Lebo? What do we say about Hetty? Mm. And is it in alignment with how you are intending to project yourself? And also, is there a consistency in our experience of you? Are you consistent on the set as you are on a live, as you are speaking on a stage? Mm. Because personal branding is also about that level of consistency as well. How much of myself is in my personal brand? Because what I've heard on the streets, on the social mm -hmm. media streets, is mm -hmm. people's just saying, but it's as if you are acting, you know, mm -hmm. it's not who you truly are because people have flaws, you know, mm -hmm. people aren't perfect and they feel like when you start to build a personal brand, mm -hmm. you're presenting as a perfect individual. Mm -hmm. So how much of the true me is in my personal brand? So first and foremost, it depends the context in which your personal brand is being used, mm -hmm. right? So there are certain individuals who their personal brand has to be aspirational. Mm -hmm. And therefore, with aspirational type of personal brands, there's a level of perfection that comes through. Mm -hmm. However, your personal brand is a reflection of your authentic self. Yes. And I'll give you an example. I do Instagram lives without makeup. I do them in a gown. <laughs> I, I am just there, yes. right? Because I am there to share my knowledge. And the individuals that follow me understand that they're not coming for Slay Queen material because that's not what I provide. Mm. But they do get information and knowledge from me. So your personal brand has to be a representation of your authentic self. Mm. And it has to be in alignment with what you are looking to project to your client. I love that. I think it's so many of us don't understand that personal branding is business. Yeah, right? Absolutely. So... The same way Louis Vuitton is a brand, a personal brand is a person brand. Yes. Um, so if you are Louis Vuitton, we can't see you in Brie, you know? Yes. Like it doesn't make any sense. Yes. And if we start seeing it that way, we'd know how to position ourselves and Absolutely. how to show up. 
yes. and understanding that it isn't uh, conceited or fake or whatever the case may be. It's mm. actually just incredibly strategic yes. um, thinking and execution. The yes. fact that I'm a business now. Yes. Someone's going to pay to be with Lebu or yes. Hetty. Yes. It's not just Lebu on a Saturday. It's yeah. Lebu that I can monetize. It's yes. a Lebu that I can gain commercial value from. Yes. So how does Lebu commercial value show up? Yeah. You know, I love that you said that. I think that's so important with personal branding because I think a lot of us are getting it mm -hmm. confused either with being fake or with being an influencer. Yes. And those are very different things. Yeah. Out of all the social media platforms that exist, mm -hmm. which one would you recommend for entrepreneurs? It depends on the type of business that you have. Mm -hmm. If you are looking to build a community that is engaged, that you want to nurture, I recommend Facebook. Really? Facebook has made me the most money. Wow. In the past decade. Okay. Um, Facebook was what was able to allow me to leave my really, really great corporate job. Um, I've been able to build a community of half a million followers on Facebook. So I would recommend Facebook. Mm. If you are a knowledgepreneur, I definitely recommend Instagram. So if you've got higher ticket items, I definitely recommend Instagram. Um, if you are kind of looking to have a bit more of a kind of a global appeal, conversational style, then I would definitely take it to YouTube. So it really depends on what your objectives are. So often at times what we do is we look at our backyard. So so labels on YouTube, let me run to YouTube. So-and-so is there, let me run there. It all depends on what your objectives are. Every single social media platform has its merit, depending on what you're looking to achieve. Guys, Hetty could be giving you a masterclass <laughs> right now <laughs> because I'm literally agreeing with everything she's saying yeah. because this is gospel truth. Like, I would say this to my entrepreneurs as well. Any mm -hmm. client that I'd consult for, this is exactly what I'd say. We did not plan this beforehand. <laughs> there <laughs> is no script. This yeah. is just two marketing people, two mm -hmm. people who are about strategy and business, mm -hmm. exchanging ideas and sharing ideas. Mm -hmm. And ideas are so powerful, right? Yes. You know, that spreads the fastest and it impacts the most people. Yes. So ideas are very, very important. I want to go into a rapid fire session with you. But mm -hmm. before we go into that, I just want to ask you the age old question that mm -hmm. everyone asks mm -hmm. on interviews, which is, what can people expect from you? What can people expect from Hetty, the entrepreneur? And what message do you want to leave the woman, young or older, who's watching this? What mm. do you want them to take away from our conversation? Okay, so gosh, there's so many projects that we've got in the pipeline. Um, I guess most of them would be shown on social media. I've got different programs mm. that I'm running with different coaches, etc. So I'm very excited about that. I think one of the things that I will leave for you, and that is really the mind space that I am at right now, and I am carrying into this year. And you know, oftentimes people say, oh, what, what message would you give to your younger self? Mm. And I, I think about this every day. And the message that I would like to leave for all of you is that abundance is your birthright. Mm. It is your birthright. So if you are born into this world, then everything that you find in this world is yours for the taking. Mm. Money, love, prosperity, whatever it is that is important to you, it is freely available in abundance for you. And how do I manifest that? <laughs> oh my goodness you know manifestation is such an interesting topic i've been doing manifestation exercises this year I'll, I'll give you an example of one of them um i know lots of people love to speak about affirmations so i'm not going to talk about that what i'm going to talk about is about taking physical space okay right so often at times we'll talk about taking space um, and I'll give you an example. So I've been thinking about an event that I want to host. And it'll either be next year or the year after. I hope I'm getting an invite. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I hope I'm there. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> but it's one of those that requires a big venue like a hotel. Mm. So now, now that I've, all, I've thought about what it is that I want to accomplish, the next step is showing up in the spaces 
that I want to see this take place. Mm. So I now find myself working in hotels because that is where I want to see the event take place. Now, on one day I was there, I was working on my laptop. I notice a gentleman, I go up to him and we start chatting and he says, no, I thought you looked familiar. And I said, you know what? I'm honestly, I'm just going to put it out there. This, this event that I want to do next year, he says, well, I'm so glad you said that because I'm a shareholder at the Houghton Hotel. Well, then... And, manifestation. and when you are ready, give me a call. It's yours. Mm. So for me, I have been looking at the physical manifestation of mm. what is in your head. Because that is the first step. But how do we make it a reality within the physical world? And that is how you take taking up space mm -hmm. in its practical sense. Showing up in the spaces that you desire to exist, whether or not you believe you are qualified. Oh my goodness. It's like you've lived my life because <laughs> I completely agree and can relate with what you're saying. You know, yes. when I started this journey of, I don't even know what, because I've always just been kind of off the beaten path mm. my whole life. But I remember when I, just before I started podcasting, mm. um, I had just done a big project. My first big project is mm. just an independent consultant. Mm. They gave me, I don't know, like a hundred thousand or something. Mm. And um, I didn't know what to do. It was the first time I had that kind of money yeah. in my bank account. And I was looking for a new purpose, a new life, a new thing to mm. do. And I remember thinking to myself, I want to go to Cannes Lions, first mm. of all. I want to be in Cannes during Madame, mm. um, during the film festival, and I want to meet important marketers, filmmakers, content yes. creators. And I was like, I've got this money. I'm going to use it to do this. Yeah. So I literally, and I think the festival was like a week mm. like after I got the money. So I literally booked a plane ticket. Wow. I didn't have a hotel to stay in i booked a plane ticket very expensive at the time because yeah. i didn't really have a lot of money mm. and i also um um went online and i just tried to see who was going to be there and yes. if i might know somebody who's there yeah. and it just so turned out that i knew a record label exec in south africa mm. who was going mm. and i asked him if he could help me get a ticket at half the price because the the tickets are very expensive so he said okay i'll, I'll help you and i paid him and i literally went i think i had like 8,000 rands mm -hmm. in my bank account by yeah. the time I'd set everything up to go. And I just went there. I did not wow. know anybody. I didn't know what I was going to do there, but yeah. I knew I had to be there. Yeah. And I think by the third day of that festival, I literally had VIP tickets to wow. all of the events because I was networking my Incredible. bum off. <laughs> I wow. would literally go to all the restaurants that look packed and I'd sit and have my breakfast there yes. and just engage with people. I literally hustled yeah. my way through that thing, yeah. you know. And it was because I just genuinely yeah. manifested and believed that I had to be there, yeah. that I'd find value in that, yes. you know. So that's how I burst this. That is incredible. You know, so I can completely relate to what yes. you're saying because it's, it's about taking the risks of yes. the things you manifest in your mind. You yes. know, it's like taking up that space. Yes. I feel this. I think it now. How can I be it? Exactly. You know, so powerful, yeah. powerful yeah. Hetty. Yeah. Guys, please watch this at least three times because <laughs> I know some of these things are not landing the way that they should. Mm. And these are valuable gems. Trust me, mm. you want to be about this. This is how you change your life. It's not because you're privileged mm. or your race or your age or your gender. Yeah. At the end of the day, if you want to hustle, you're going to hustle. At the end of the day, if you want to make the money that you dream of making, you're going to make it. Mm. And people will laugh. Yeah. <laughs> you know, every time I say I make money through podcasting, people laugh at me yeah. to this day. But I can afford more than half of the people who are laughing at Absolutely. me. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's crazy. So it yeah. does not matter. Mm. You have to manifest this thing. Anyway, we've got a new segment mm -hmm. on season two of the podcast and it's called the rapid fire uh, segment. Mm -hmm. And basically I ask you a couple of questions and you answer them as quickly as possible. <laughs> okay, the first question is, and I think this is an easy one for you. Who is the founder of Twitter? Of Twitter? Yes. <laughs> Who is the founder of Twitter? His the name founder. starts with a J. Someone and Joel went up the hill. Jack? Mm-hmm. Jack, which Jack? Ma? 
<laughs> I have no idea, to be honest. Jack Dorsey. Oh, Jack Dorsey. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. Okay. Okay, that's interesting. So you're not a Twitter person. I'm not a Twitter person. Okay. You, you're actually yeah. probably not going to find me there, <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, actually, why? Why won't we find you on Twitter? Gosh, I honestly find Twitter to be extremely rough. Mm -hmm. It is the hillbrow of social. Oh media. my goodness! You just yes. called my home hillbrow. <laughs> my home. I cannot. <laughs> it, it's just it 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 requires bulletproof vesting. It does. It just it's it's so much. Mm -hmm. And I think that it doesn't necessarily speak to my personality type. Mm. I like to connect with people, um, etc. And I just struggle with Twitter. Mm. It's got its value. There's no doubt about that. I think we all see the value that it has. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'll eventually see the tweets on Facebook when it gets there. Yeah. But um, mm -mm, Twitter is not for me. It's I don't not for lie. you. No, no, not for me personally. Question two of our rapid fire session. Mm -hmm. Which South African sneaker brand means shoe in township slang? Guys, if it's Suto or something else, I'm sorry. I just feel like the word is township slang and not necessarily like a vernacular South African language. Uh, which sneaker brand? Which South African sneaker S brand means shoe, shoe in township slang? Um, <laughs> I mean, they two yes, there's Batu and there's Drip. Yeah, so which one is it? Drip is Drip, right? So I guess it's Batu. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in my mind, these were going to be so easy. Does Batu mean shoe, though? Yes, it does. Oh, it means shoe. I thought it's it meant, I thought it meant like a person, like Umuntu. No, not Bantu. Oh, Batu. Batu. Well, then, oh, look at okay. that. Different perspectives, guys. I literally never thought of that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, I never, uh, yeah, I didn't think of it in that way. Okay. Well, rapid fire clearly is fire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was going to be easy. Okay. The third question Instagram or Twitter? Ah, Instagram. Insta easy ah. one. There you go. At least one point. One out of three. <laughs> yeah. Four. Complete the sentence. Jack of all trades. Master of none. What do you think about that phrase? Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. A thousand times yes. So you believe in niching? I believe in niching. I believe in specializing. We are tired of you being a life coach on Monday. On Wednesday, you're selling hair. And next week, it's Herbalife. Please yes. stop. Yeah. Be known for something yeah. and do it well. Take the risk because it's risky, right? Just do it. Yeah, just do it. Give it the benefit of six months of doing one thing well without having FOMO of what your next door neighbor is doing. Hey, that's a drag. Yeah. That's dragging. <laughs> but it's good, guys. I mean, we should also normalize this word dragging because yeah. I feel like people are using it recklessly. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes someone's just providing wisdom yeah maybe you know it's not so soft but it's there yeah. and we call it dragging and yeah. i think that it really isn't but okay yeah. uh question five apple or samsung oh lord they both have their merits i'll say samsung simply because <gasps> that's what i've used samsung yeah are I've you never serious used an apple, so. <gasps> oh the blasphemy i know you've never used <laughs> apple yeah i know <laughs> Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm learning a lot today. Yeah. And the last question, mm -hmm. and I think this is going to be easy for you, entrepreneurship or corporate? Oh, entrepreneurship, no doubt in my mind. Okay. But corporate is for some. Yeah. And, and that's perfectly okay. But for me, entrepreneurship. Are you afraid of being controversial? No, because not I find at all. that you're so diplomatic. Like, you know, you'll say, I like this, but it's okay if other people... Like I think the reason why I say that is because I have such diverse clients. Mm. I, um, I'm helping people in corporate to monetize. Yeah. So corporate is what you design for yourself mm. your career is what you design for yourself so you can be in corporate and a personal brand yes. you can be in corporate and have multiple streams of income mm -hmm. so it is a, i i truly believe within the depths of my esophagus <laughs> that <laughs> every single person has their path yeah. and corporate might be your path so let's do it excellently mm. that that's my view that's a great way to end off this podcast. Whatever you do, do it excellently. Hetty, you've just given us 
a life class, a master class for life, essentially. Thank you so much for thank coming you. onto the podcast. Thank you. thank you so much. And sharing your wisdom. Thank you. You know, I would like to think that we're going to look back at this conversation in the next five years yeah. and we're going to just marvel at how so many things mm. manifested out of this. Yeah. You know, I've been wanting to speak to you for the longest time yeah. and I really admire what you do. Mm. If people want to connect with you, where can they find you? Uh, your best bet is always social media. It's Hetty the Entrepreneur on Facebook, on Instagram. Yeah. Follow me there for valuable content. Wonderful. Thank you guys so much Thank for tuning you. into the first episode of season two of the Label Lion Show. I can't wait to bring you more valuable content, more power-packed content. And thank you for commenting, liking, subscribing, and keeping this community going. going. We are growing. And I want you to be a part of this growth because big things are coming. Trust me, very big things are coming. Thank you once again. And I can't wait to see you on another episode of the Label Lion Show. Until then... The best way to eat an elephant is one bite at a time.